It's day seven of Advent. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast Advent Edition. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services and exists to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. And so day seven of Advent, the promise, we're reminded in Isaiah 9, 6, for unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You see, before God closed the first chapter of his redemption story, he gave us a little insight into the Jews' life in Persia. Remember after the Babylonians took over Jerusalem and destroyed the temple, that the Persians took over the Babylonians. So a portion of the Jews had been exiled into Persia. And the book of Esther recounts for us a little of what life looked like. It says in Esther chapter 1 verse 1, it says, Now in the days of Asaharis, the Asaharis who reigned from India to Ethiopia, over 127 princes. We know that King Asaharis grew angry with Queen Vashti because she refused to come to him when he asked for her. So he kicked her to the curb and stripped her of her title as queen. The king begins to look for a new queen and told all of his princes to send their finest women to Susa for his viewing pleasure. Esther was in Susa with her uncle Mordecai, who was caring for her because she was an orphan. We don't know how her father and mother died, maybe in captivity or at the hand of the Babylonians, but nevertheless, she was an orphan. She was a kid from a hard place. And the story goes on that Esther gained the favor of everyone around her through the vetting process. Eventually, she gained the favor of the king, and Esther, the Jewish orphan, became the queen of Persia without the king knowing of her heritage. The king had had an advisor, Haman, who was determined to kill all of the Jews. He also had it out for Esther's uncle Mordecai. So Mordecai comes to Esther, pleading for her to go before the king. Esther reminds Mordecai that she cannot approach the king without first being summoned. So Mordecai tells Queen Esther in Esther 4.14, he says, And who knows whether you, you Esther, have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. (laughs) Esther knew that she would be risking her very life to go before the king without being summoned, without being called, but she planned to go to the king on behalf of the Jews. God had asked obedience of Esther without promising the outcome. Yet again, he wasn't promising to change the circumstances, but instead he was asking Esther and he was asking his people to surrender to their true father. And like Esther, we must trust God, forge ahead and not turn back. We are entrusting ourselves to our faithful Savior and making his great favor and glory known. The picture we see of Jesus through the Gospels shows us that he is something, he is someone worth losing everything for. When we truly know him, then risking everything we are and everything we have to know and obey Christ is no longer a matter of sacrifice, it's just common sense. To let go of the pursuits, possessions, pleasures, safety, and security of this world in order to follow Jesus wherever he leads, no matter what it costs, is not sacrificial as much as it is just smart. Why? Because we realize in all of life, the only thing we can never lose is Christ and his presence through salvation. Jim Elliott 
the missionary to the Aka Indians of Ecuador in the 1950s aptly said, He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Oh, we are not a fool to sacrifice our lives on the altar of Christ to gain what we cannot lose, which is our salvation through him. Pastor and author Paul David Tripp says, safety is not what we were created for. It makes for a nice retreat, but a meaningless life. God created us for so much more. You see, risk avoidance can be more sinful, more unloving than taking the risk in faith and love and making a wrong decision. Doing nothing needs as much forgiveness as doing the best you can and erring. Queen Esther, upon taking the challenge from Mordecai to go before the king in hopes of rescuing her people, says, Oh, she she says in Esther 4, 15-16, Go, gather all the Jews to be found in Susa, and hold a fast on my behalf, and do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my young women will also fast as you do. Then I will go to the king, though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Oh, if I perish, I perish. Esther did not know what the outcome would be. She had no special revelation from God. So she made her decision and handed the results over to God. If I perish, I perish. So Esther the Jew was appointed queen and was used by God. And because of her faithful obedience, the Jews were once again rescued from certain death. And Esther's story, this is the last story God told before the narrative goes quiet for 400 years. The people would go from not hearing anything else until God speaks to Zechariah in the temple to proclaim the coming of John the Baptist. You see, the beauty of Esther's story is in seeing God's sovereign hand preserving his people, showing that everything is under his control, even pagan rulers. And this is God's story of a great promise and rescue. God was urging his people towards faithful obedience again and again and again as he had been all along, reminding them that he is working for his glory, for their good, and for the redemption of the world. I remember talking about pagan nations. The pagan nation of, in Asia sent us a, a group of children to, to host for a camp some two and a half years ago. And with this group, they sent a leader from the civil affairs, from a a very important part of their government to come and be a part of this camp. And it was his job to report back to this government about how this camp had gone. And he was a communist leader from this country. He was a pagan leader from this country. And his goal was to report back on how this camp went forth in the United States of America, in Birmingham, Alabama. And and this leader, because of the importance of of his visit, we we had him stay with... uh, Dave Wood, our international director at the time. And and Dave and I, I remember we prayed that this leader, his name was Victor, would come to saving faith in Christ Jesus our Lord. And Dave every night would, would tell Victor the wondrous glory of God. But it was one night that Victor came and he said, why is it that you guys have such hope? Why is it that you care for these children? Why is it that you share this message with these children? And Dave told Victor that he too needed this message, that he was orphaned apart from the saving grace of God. And so Lifeline in caring for orphans through a camp, a camp of bringing orphans to Birmingham to minister to them, to connect them with the local church, had the opportunity to proclaim the gospel to a pagan leader. 
And it, what could have risked our entire adoption program, what could have risked all of our orphan care ministries in this country, we took the risk and shared the gospel with Victor. And I'm proud to say that today, Victor is no longer a pagan leader. Victor is now a child of God. You see, the Lord will use pagan rulers, pagan governments, and even our simple obedience to make sure that his sovereign plan is carried forth. Oh, man of sorrows, what a name for the Son of God who came, ruined sinners to reclaim. Hallelujah. What a Savior. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast Advent Edition. Please visit lifelinechild.org backslash advent to receive a free download of Lifeline's Advent cards and join us as we anticipate the coming of Jesus our Savior. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you this Christmas to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow for the Defender Podcast Advent Edition.